0: Going on, everybody. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short term wealth. All right, guys. So I see these ads quite often. I don't know, you may see them as well, but there's uh, a few in particular, and they'll say something like, How long will $1 million last you in retirement? or What should you do if you have over $500,000 in your portfolio and whenever you click on the links, which I click on them because I'm always curious what other companies or other people might be saying about financial planning topics like this. So um, whenever you click on them, they normally will say, hey, fill out this quick survey with your um, name, age, invested assets and income, and then you can get the free PDF on the answer to this question. And I mean, honestly, not a bad move. I'm sure it brings in a lot of leads for these companies uh, because it is a really interesting question and it's something that a lot of people have. You know, how much do I really need to accumulate to be okay and be able to retire someday? I mean, does that look like $300,000 for me? Half a million, a million, $10 million? What do I need in order to live my desired retirement lifestyle? And the easy answer, I mean, anybody can find this online with a 30 second Google search, is just to do a 4% flat rate of withdrawal and then you're probably not gonna ever touch the principal and you can leave the money to your estate. So um, on a million dollar portfolio, that means $40,000 a year that you could potentially live off of. But if it were really that simple, nobody would ever need a financial advisor. And it's it's not a wrong answer. I mean, honestly, you could go that route and then just do a 4% rate of withdrawal every single year and live on $40,000 of income. But I am guessing that if you did work hard enough to build up a million dollar portfolio, then you probably have been used to living on more than $40,000 a year for quite a while. So that would be a very big lifestyle downgrade if you just went that route. Um, So then do you need to save a higher amount or what the heck do we need to do if you wanna have a little bit more money coming in and live this retirement lifestyle that you want? Well, number one, the first thing that I always try to get people to do is minimize expenses. And I don't mean minimize how much you eat or golf or go on vacation. I mean, get rid of all of your debts that you have, get the house paid off, get our fixed expenses as low as we possibly can. Then we have greater margin to work with because really honestly it sounds simple and it is it is very very simple but you only have two choices with your money you can lower your expenses or you can increase your income those are the only two ways to ramp up the lifestyle no matter what stage of life that you're in and increasing your income it's a lot easier to do while you're still during your working life than it is during your retirement life the second thing that we want to really focus on is how are your accounts going to be distributed You know, a lot of times, if you have not accumulated Roth dollars already, I personally really like looking at Roth conversions for clients. Because remember, if you take out $40,000 per year from a traditional IRA, you still have to pay taxes on that money when you pull it out. But when you take it out of a Roth IRA, that's $40,000 net in your pocket. You're not paying a dime in taxes on what you're pulling out of the account. So if you have been accumulating traditional 401k or traditional IRA dollars in your retirement account over your life, as opposed to accumulating Roth dollars, then it might make sense to slowly convert some of those dollars and take the tax hit now rather than later. And really what this comes down to is it depends on what your other expenses look like, where your current tax bracket is at, um, and a few other things. But the nice thing about doing this is that we have the control on how much we wanna convert every single year. And we can do it in small chunks over time. We could do it quickly. It, it really just depends on what your situation is. And we do not wanna create a large tax consequence all at once. So, I mean, if you have half a million dollars in your retirement account in a traditional IRA, you could do it as slow as $100 a year if you wanted. I mean, there's really no barrier to entry here. We could do it all at once. It really doesn't matter. But having that ability to convert those dollars from traditional uh, into Roth accounts can be really, really lucrative going forward. Then at that point, later on down the road, that tax-free money starts coming in, it's awesome. So overall with your nest egg, I also believe that we need to have a few different buckets. It's the same thing about when you're growing, we wanna diversify, we talk about it all the time, and we wanna invest in different sectors of the market so we aren't overexposed and susceptible to large dips in any certain parts of the marketplace. Well, same thing with your distributions. We don't want all of your distributions coming from the exact same place and the exact same investment type. So you know, for uh, quite a few people, they maybe have a rental house, they may have social security checks coming in, maybe a pension, and then there's whatever nest egg that they've created. So if possible, I really like to make sure that at least the person's fixed expenses are covered with guaranteed income streams. And I guess you know the word guarantee, nothing's really guaranteed, right? But pension, social security, and some other alternative investment products, as close of a guarantee as you can get. And at least we know for sure you're going to get X amount coming in every single month, no matter what the market does that can cover those expenses, those fixed expenses that you have. So if we cover our bases there, and again, we know even if the market drops, you're still gonna be getting those checks coming in, And then whatever we have left over those funds, we can invest more aggressively. And at this point in time, we don't have to just stick to that flat 4% rate of withdrawal. We can be flexible. On good market years, maybe we take out more. On bad years, maybe we take out a little less. And we can build out a plan to fit more with some of the other major life events that you may have planned out for the future. Because really the hardest part about just pulling out a strict amount, whether it's four or five, six, 10%, whatever it is, we run into what's called sequence of return risk. Let's just say you're pulling out 5% per year from from an account and you haven't invested in just a normal 60-40 portfolio. Well, last year, let's say a 60-40 portfolio was down maybe around 15% or so. Uh, Realistically, you didn't just lose 15%, you also pulled out five. So you lost 20% of your portfolio because of that withdrawal that you took. Now let's move forward into 2023 here. Let's say your 60-40 portfolio is up maybe 7%. Well, you really only gained 2% so far because of what you're pulling out. So you're still way under net even from last year. We haven't gotten back to ground zero yet. And I mean, of course, right? It's impossible to never dip below your original amount we started with. That's just how the market works. But- we can insulate ourselves from major sequence of return risk by splitting up your nest egg between guaranteed income streams, or quote-unquote guaranteed, and and more aggressive accounts. But at the end of the day, there's really only one single thing that matters, guys, and that's what you want out of your life. That's what's fun about this journey and what's fun about partnering with an advisor and getting to talk about these things and, and dreaming a little bit about what you want to build. Nobody has the exact same goals, nobody's situation is perfect, they're not cookie cutter. So we have to fit the pieces of the puzzle together to align with what you're looking to do. So back to the original point of that answer, how long will a million dollars last me after age 60? It depends, but (laughs) I know that's my favorite answer to give on here, it always depends. But again, that's what I'm here for, to show you how to be most efficient with your assets and make sure that they stretch out, not only for your life, but for generations to come. And that's how we can begin to create a family legacy for you, not just short-term wealth. And if you would ever like help talking about your current situation and just seeing if you're on track to reach those goals that you have, you can always book a one-on-one discovery call with myself at hunterlowry.com. All right, everybody. It's a great day to have a great day. Take care, guys.